Welcome to the Pursue of Bliss podcast. My name is Kristen. I'm a self-professed health, spirituality, and mindset junkie. You know that blissful happiness you feel when you're just at peace with yourself, living fully in the present moment? That's the feeling I believe we are all in the pursuit of. And I want to help you get one step closer by up-leveling your health, mindset, and love for yourself. Because that lasting and blissful happiness can only be found and created within. So get ready for all things mindset, holistic health, and spirituality. I hope this serves you. Hello, welcome back to another episode of the Pursuit of Bliss podcast. I hope you all had a powerful, restful eclipse weekend, although I know that a lot of people had an anything but restful weekend. The energy was extremely potent and powerful and brought up so many shifts involving relationships and self-worth. And so if you were experiencing some chaotic energy, some dramatic shifts in your relationship, whether it be with yourself with a romantic partner, with friends, with coworkers, maybe multiple areas of your life, the dynamics of communication and boundaries and self-worth within relationships are shifting. And so if you're fully showing up for it, this is a really powerful time, even though it might feel pretty chaotic. And so just a reminder for everyone that getting into alignment does not always mean immediate ease and everything feels wonderful and it's flowing and we have no problems. I mean, that would be great. But in actuality, getting into alignment oftentimes means the opposite. Sometimes getting into alignment means experiencing a lot of chaos and a lot of upheaval and doors closing and parts of us dying and grieving and relationships ending and huge transitions that we didn't expect. But I know if you listen to my podcast, you're probably calling in some huge quantum leaps into your reality and to make that happen sometimes we first have to experience quantum chaos and what happens is things have to break down so that they can rearrange themselves life knows what it's doing but to get to everything you desire all the fulfillment the ease the abundance the love whatever you're desiring whatever is not fully 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 in alignment with that right now has to die has to be burned away has to break down so that it can be rebuilt in a way that is in alignment with everything that you are actually desiring and everything that you are actually worthy of. And so if you're experiencing all the pain and the chaos right now or things breaking down, I just want you to know that it all has a purpose. And the sooner we're able to allow it, right? Like I feel like the, the go-to is to resist it and to figure out how we can solve it and fix it and to look for the action we can take. But in reality, sometimes the innate desire to take action to solve everything right away is actually a protection mechanism because what's more important than that is to be with everything that's happening and to be with how it's making you feel and to be with whatever it's triggering triggering in you and it's easy to go directly to how do I solve this because if we solve it then the pain goes away right but what is the key to everything it's being present with the pain because the pain is a portal It's transmuting all of it and meeting it with love. And so my invitation to you would be to look at your life and to ask yourself, 
Where am I overdoing, over hustling, overthinking, over trying, or forcing, or chasing? Where it might be uncomfortable for me to just sit. What am I avoiding by doing all of the things? And even having a really busy schedule can be a protection mechanism, a self-sabotage, self-sabotage piece. Because what would happen if you cleared that schedule for a day? What might bubble to the surface? What thoughts are we avoiding by being busy? What feelings are we avoiding by filling up our schedule? And sometimes it's going to be subconscious. You might say, but I don't want to have a busy schedule. But if you have a busy schedule, a part of you wants it. Maybe a deeply subconscious part of you existing in your shadow, but a part of you still wants it or it wouldn't be here. That really busy schedule, especially if you're resistant to it, is protecting you from something. And the key to creating more ease and more freedom is understanding what that busy schedule is protecting you from because that busy schedule is serving you in some way. And maybe it's serving the piece of you that is really terrified of what might come to the surface if there was more freedom in your schedule. Really terrified of being present with the thoughts, with the feelings, with the pain. And I've seen a lot of this. A lot of people are saying, I want to manifest more freedom, more ease in my schedule. Well, the first step to get there isn't to strategize and figure out how to make more free time. It's to understand what the busyness is protecting you from. And this really goes for any area in life. I have so many women come to me and they want business coaching. But then what really happens is we end up doing a lot of emotional coaching. We end up doing a lot of shadow integration. We end up doing a lot of heart opening and deep healing. Because they think that they need the strategies and the process and the hustle and the doing. But what they really need is the being. Because what happens when we slow down? When we slow down, the universe gets to speed up. When we're doing, 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 we're not able to tap into our intuition, into our flow state. We're not able to open up to actually receive in the ways that our feminine essence really deeply desires to. And it's so easy to tap into this hustle culture, boss babe culture of I'm going to do all of it. I'm going to do everything. I don't need help. So easy to step into this over-independent, I can do it all. I can be successful on my own. I just need the right strategy. What's the next step? Let me fill my schedule and do all the things and hustle really hard. And you can have success that way. But not internal fulfillment, not internal alignment. Because that goes against our nature of being, our feminine essence in itself is not doing, it's being. And so once you become really good at being, the doing becomes natural. But the being part is what's so difficult for so many of us which is why we fill our schedules and we don't leave we don't leave relationships we know that aren't good for us because we're afraid of what would happen if we were alone. We're afraid of what would come to the surface and we might not even consciously know this. And so that would be my first invitation to all of you who are listening. Where are you filling your time or your space? With things that don't feel like a fully aligned, fully expansive, full body fuck yes. And what is underneath the surface of that? The second thing I want to speak on is right now a lot of old patterns are repeating for a lot of people. And it's because of this eclipse energy that we just left. And it's bringing about a lot of death and rebirth and endings of old cycles. So old cycles that might have been repeating in your past are now coming to the surface to be closed. Whether that looks like old people reaching out or old patterns you thought you had already moved past. They might be 
old emotions you thought that you were done feeling, things are getting triggered and brought to the surface right now. And it's because we're being invited to end these old patterns. We're being invited to pattern interrupt so that we can call in the new reality that we are worthy of. And so if old cycles or patterns are appearing in your life, I just want you to know that it doesn't mean you're regressing. It's actually a really positive sign. It's a sign that you're ready to rebirth or birth yourself in this new phase of your life. But that means reacting differently and showing up differently in response to the old patterns this time. And if you're being re-triggered and you're feeling like old emotions are coming up that you haven't felt in a long time and you thought you've passed it and you thought you've healed it, I also want to reframe this for you. Because sometimes old triggers or old emotions coming to the surface is not a bad thing. Sometimes what it actually means is while you've created so much safety in your body and in your nervous system and such a connection with your inner child that for the first time your inner child feels comfortable and safe to express and experience these emotions. So we don't need to label them. We don't need to make them mean anything. We don't even need to figure out why they're here. We simply need to accept that they're here, validate them, and stay present with them and allow them to move through us because all it really is is a neutral sensation moving through our body and it might feel uncomfortable and it might feel painful, but that's okay. Sometimes our ability to feel really uncomfortable emotions can feel really icky, but it's actually such a beautiful sign of growth, especially in this really powerful time of cycles and patterns ending a lot is coming up to be released and a lot of relationships are also falling away and ending right now too because what's happening is for those of us that are rising right we're raising our boundaries we're raising our standard we're embodying a new level of self-worth and that means that those in our life who can't meet us there are falling away the people who are intimidated by our boundaries or are unable to match us where we are or where we're going are subconsciously falling away and they might not even realize why the distance is there or why they're feeling pulled to turn away and it may be because soul contracts are ending and it may also be because they simply cannot match us and the really painful part of growth is when we set new boundaries and we have new standards relationships may begin to fall away and these relationships may have a lot of unconditional love but love isn't enough not in a friendship, not in a romantic relationship or a partnership of any kind. Love is never enough. Love is the baseline for a relationship. Love is the bare minimum. On top of love, we need our values to match. We need our boundaries to be respected. We need there to be open communication on both ends and equal emotional availability. And when those needs can't be met, sometimes the universe closes door on, doors on people. Not because the love isn't there but because they're simply unable to match us where we are and that's okay. We cannot change that about people. And so if you have relationships that are fading or doors are closing, it's important to grieve them and grieve the endings. But just know that the endings are making space for new beginnings and unconditional love does not mean unconditional tolerance. Unconditional love sometimes means choosing ourselves even though we love someone so much but choosing to no longer allow anyone to overstep or walk all over us or cross a boundary 
Unconditional love sometimes means no longer self-abandoning in the name of saving someone else from their own pain. And I know that a lot of us who grow up and were kind of conditioned into being people pleasers in one way or another, we have this innate need to save others, to please others, to save others from their own pain. And we might say, oh, but I know why this person is acting this way toward me. Like, I know they love me unconditionally, but they're not showing up for me. or They're not respecting my boundary or communicating. And I know it's because they've had XYZ experience or XYZ trauma in their lives. And it's not their fault. And you know what? You're absolutely right. But this is where all of our healing abilities can actually get in the way of us choosing ourselves. Because us lightworkers, us healers, it's easy for us to see and empathize with why people act certain ways. We can see their traumas and their pain and their walls and what's blocking them. And we can understand that people have good intentions. But good intentions isn't enough. enough. And empathizing with someone's past isn't enough. We can have compassion for someone's past and someone's pain and compassion for why they act the way they act and still stand firm in our own boundaries. It's not our job to save anyone from their own pain. And it's such a beautiful gift for us to be so caring about others. But when we self-abandon in the name of saving someone else, all we're doing is furthering our own trauma and creating a baseline of not being chosen. Because when we're not choosing ourselves, we're showing others what we believe we're worthy of and we begin to attract relationships who don't fully choose us or who abandon us because they're mirroring the way that we are treating ourselves and so it might be really really uncomfortable to set a boundary that might create pain or hurt for someone or might even end a relationship if that person is unable to emotionally or have the emotional capacity to meet you in that boundary with love that might be really painful and uncomfortable and it might even create pain for the other person. And for the people pleaser in you, it's going to be like there's going to be this immediate urge to save that person from their pain, to go make things okay. But that is not your job. And when we do this, what we're doing is we're showing our inner child that her feelings aren't valid, that she's not worthy of being protected. She's not worthy of being put first. That we're going to protect that other person's pain over hers or his, or theirs. When your inner child is in pain and feeling like, I need to be protected right now. I want someone to stand up for me and show me that I am worthy. I want someone to be a warrior for me. And that might mean setting a boundary, putting our inner child first, putting their needs first. That means choosing our inner child over easing the pain of anyone else. That means no longer abandoning ourselves no matter how uncomfortable it is. And, you know, here's the thing. Your desire to ease someone else's pain is not truly a desire to ease someone else's pain. Like, yes, that is a desire, but the pri- like, the primary desire is not that. The primary desire is to ease the, our own discomfort. To ease the discomfort that we feel with having someone else feeling pain or hurt as a result of us. A result, as a result of a boundary we set. Or as a result of an honest communication that we had to have. So it's less about their pain. It's more about how we feel about their pain. And so many of us are so uncomfortable with anyone around us who we care about feeling pain as a result of our action. And so we self-abandon and self-abandon and self-abandon to ease our discomfort and our anxiety over someone else feeling pain because of us. 
But once again, it is not our job to live a life which never affects or hurts anyone around us. It's not our job to protect anyone around us from pain or hurt feelings. In fact, that would actually be destructive to our relationships because we can only grow through our pain. And sometimes it takes someone being really honest with us in a way that might hurt our feelings to actually snap us out of a pattern that is really detrimental to us that we may not even see. And so on the other hand, when we're hurrying to save someone from their pain and make things okay, not only are we self-abandoning, but we're not allowing someone to sit in the hurt that might actually change their lives for the better. And so with all this said, I would invite you to look at your life and say, in which relationships am I secretly harboring resentment because I haven't set a boundary that needs to be set because I'm scared of hurting that person? Or where in my life am I actually accepting much less than I really desire because I'm scared to communicate my needs because I have a belief that having too many needs will make me less lovable. But having needs doesn't make you less lovable. And dimming down your needs or your desires is never going to convince someone to choose you. They're simply going to allow someone to walk all over you, to walk all over you, maybe without even realizing it. Where do you have unexpressed needs? Where do you have unexpressed boundaries? Where are you harboring inner resentment? maybe even unconsciously toward people who are not meeting your unexpressed and uncommunicated boundaries and needs? Where are you not expressing or communicating your boundaries or needs or desires out of a fear of losing someone or out of fear of hurting someone? Whatever answers are coming to the surface right now or will come to the surface later, these are the places where you are abandoning yourself in the name of protecting others or in the name of keeping people in your life because it's too uncomfortable to think about letting them go but my biggest hope for you is that you have the courage to say no to small love in order to make space for the big expanse of love that you really crave in all of your relationships not just your romantic ones and I think one of the saddest things that I see people do is accepting small love and accepting less than they actually want and deserve because they're terrified that what they really want is too much. That they can never have the kind of love that they want. They're unwilling to take the risk of saying goodbye to what they currently have. They're unwilling to take the risk that maybe what they want won't come in the name of having everything they desire. But you have to be willing to take that leap of faith. To take that risk of saying goodbye to what isn't quite a yes in order to attract everything they, that you actually desire. And, you know, the hardest no to say is the one that is really, really close to a yes. The most subtle ways we self-abandon are the moments in which we're saying a yes to something because it's really close to a yes. It has a lot of the things we desire, but it's not quite there. But we don't say no because it's so close to a yes. My hope for you is that you don't accept anything in your life that is not a full body, expansive, fuck yes. Whether that's a person, a place, a relationship, a pattern, anything. But you have to have the courage to say no to something that might feel really good, might fulfill you in a lot of ways but simply not in the ways that really, really matter. 
Like where in your, in your life are you pretending that you don't have needs, maybe even to yourself? Are you saying, oh, it's okay, I don't need that. I'm okay without it. It doesn't really matter to me. When deep down it does matter more than anything. But admitting that you have those needs and you have those desires would mean saying goodbye to something that would be really painful. This is the part of the work that most people don't want to do and don't want to face. Because to have everything you really desire, to have the beautiful, magical life that you're so worthy of, it means clearing out everything that is not in full alignment with what you're asking for. And if you're not willing to do it, life is going to do it for you. And so this is the energy that we're in right now. This is the collective energy. We are being asked to look at our boundaries. We're being asked to look at our relationships. We're being asked to look at where we're not standing up for our own inner child and putting our needs and our our emotions and our feelings and our desires first. We're being called to look at where we are self-abandoning. We're being called to look at where we are dimming down or pretending we don't have needs or desires. In the name of receiving validation or a facade of being chosen. But the thing is, if we're dimming ourselves down in the name of being chosen, are we really being chosen? No. Our facade is being chosen, but that's not us. So that leaves an empty void. Which leaves even more of a longing to be validated and chosen. And it's an unending cycle. Until we choose to stop self-abandoning and choose ourselves once and for all, no matter what that means for our relationships and for our life. And choosing to trust that we'll be guided no matter what. And you know, I'm realizing more and more that this is the work that changes lives. Like I used to love checking about money and I still do. But it's the relationship dynamics that mean the most because love is all that matters. And the truth is we can talk about money all day. But your relationship to money is directly proportional and a reflection of your relationship to the masculine. Right? Like when I look at my life, I used to work really hard for money to receive it but at the same time I also used to work really hard to prove my worthiness of love and attention from men and from the masculine the way you treat and think about money is exactly the same as your relationship to universe to God to the divine to the masculine in your life to the men in your life and so when we work on love and opening our hearts and relationship dynamics and boundaries all of the stuff I'm talking about this is going to change every single area of your life. This is why I got bored with just teaching on money. I don't want to just teach you how to make money. You know, I love teaching women how to live their dream lives. And men as well. Anyone, any human being. Right? That's still my purpose in life. But that shifted from, let me show you how to make a lot of money. To, let me show you how to open your heart to love. Because that will attract you everything else. Because... I could teach you all day long all the tactics and strategies to make money. But if you've never learned how to crack your heart open to love, you're going to self-sabotage. That money's going to go away and or it's going to make you feel even more unfulfilled in your life. Because I've made all the money. And I realized in the midst of making all the money that, hey, money's pretty great and I love it and I do want more of it. But love is all that really matters. And the truth is, you have everything that you need right now in this exact moment. If you ground yourself in the present moment, you have everything you need right now. Just breathe into that. You have everything you need right now. And any external desire and desperation 
Like assuming that your basic survival needs are met. This is what I'm speaking to. Any external desire and desperation for money is simply an internal wound of not feeling fully worthy of the masculine. And in any way that we're longing for and craving and feeling desperate for money, and in what, whatever way we feel we need to perform or work or hustle in order to be deserving of or receive money, is the same projection that we have around what we think in what ways we think we need to perform or shift or do to become worthy of love. And this is why when people come to work with me, they think they want to work on money or they think they want to work on their career. They think they want to work on a bunch of different things. And it all really comes down to how open is your heart. Because everything that you desire, that your soul desires to you, will be magnetized to you with ease when you have an open heart. And when you really ground into the present moment and realize that everything you need is right here, right now, and it's safe to slow down. There is no rush. There is no damn rush. It is safe to be here right now. It is safe to breathe into the present moment. And there's actually nothing that you need to do. There is nothing that you need to do except for being here right now. The present moment is the key to everything you desire. But are you willing to be in it? Or are you constantly pushing away the present moment by doing and hustling? Or needing to constantly be surrounded by people and stimulation? Are you someone who's constantly playing music or constantly scrolling or constantly having to be around people? When was the last time you spent some constant, like consistent time alone without any music, any people, any outside distraction? And we're just in this present moment. When you slow down, God speeds up. And my favorite comparison is like, when you look at nature, we are nature, right? I just saw this photo today. I reposted it of a picture of a thumbprint and a picture of the stump of a tree. And it's exactly the same. We are literally made up of nature and nature doesn't rush. Nature is in no damn hurry. Nature knows that it has divine timing. And there are seasons where the leaves have to die and fall away. And there are seasons of extreme rain. Without the seasons of death and without the seasons of rain... Nature wouldn't bloom. Life comes in seasons and when we're in a rush to get out of the season that we're in, when we're in a resistance to the season that we're in, we're also in resistance to the blooming. We're in resistance to everything else that we're desiring and asking for because it's one and the same. And we can't rush through the season we're in. All we can do is be present in it. All we can do is choose to no longer create stories about it. When you create a story about the rain being bad or the cycle of death being bad, all we're doing is creating more pain and suffering. What if it was okay that we're in a season of death or it was okay that we're in a season of rain? What if we just saw it as a part of the natural cycle of life, the natural cycle of nature to get to that stage of blooming and we knew without a shadow of a doubt that the bloom was coming? If you knew without a shadow of a doubt that the bloom was coming, that spring is coming, wouldn't it make winter a little bit easier? There might even be some cathartic joy in the winter, in the rain, in the seasons of death. When we allow ourselves to relax into it, knowing that everything we desire is coming. Knowing that we're fully guided and that there's a divine plan to all of it. 
and then and that no matter what season we're in in life we can move through it with ease when we choose to no longer resist it or create stories about it what stories are you creating about the season of life that you're in which is manifesting as more suffering than is necessary this present moment is perfect it's divine perfection even in the pain even in the chaos even in the disharmony it's all perfect it's your resistance to it and your stories you're creating about it that are making it less than perfect that are making it bad or wrong where you are and who you are and how you're being is not bad or wrong it's actually perfect can you have some grace for where you are and who you are and how you're being and realize that it's simply your season and you can't compare your winter to someone else's spring or summer we're all moving at a different pace your pace is perfect and your season is perfect and I know it feels like you probably need a bunch of stuff outside of you to move through where you are and to manifest what you want. But you don't really need any of those things. Everything you need is already within you. Your body is a magical vessel and divine channel for healing and magic. All you need to do right now is slow down and be. Because when you slow down and choose to be, you're able to actually tune in to the whisper of your soul You waste less time taking unnecessary action or hustle or doing. So with all of that said, I think that's all I have for you today. I think I probably already left you with quite a bit to think about. And I did want to let you know that my Quantum Queendom Mastermind is open for enrollment. If you want to dive deeper into all of this, if you really are ready to get your heart cracked open, and step into that ease and that attraction and that magnetism into your feminine essence of really just being and attracting everything to you because you are the embodiment of you. If you feel called to that and a divine sisterhood, like this truly becomes a family. We are soulmates inside the mastermind. The link to apply is in the show notes or you can find it in my Instagram bio at Brisita Bliss with an underscore or DM me about it. They feel called to working one-on-one with me, which is a really power, powerful, really potent, really intimate container. I have one VIP spot opening in June. Uh, the link to apply for that is also in the show notes, or you can send me a message on Instagram. And sending you all tons and tons of love, and I'll see you next week.